Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Growing Woman Podcast. I am your host, Christina Sangin. I am just so beyond grateful that you are here for another episode of the show. This episode is with Terry Wade. She is a business and spiritual life coach. And this episode, I have to admit, is out of my comfort zone. I am not super spiritual. I absolutely believe in energy and abundance and uh, manifesting things around you. And I I love that. And uh, Terry is really immersed in that. And past guest Stephanie Rochot is really immersed in that too. Um, But for me, this is something that I'm not super well versed in. So it was really wonderful to talk to Terry about her journey. Um, She is, uh, you know, holding masterminds. She's passionate about people transforming their lives through like mindset practices and connecting to their inner wisdom and becoming um, energetic matches for their true desires. She's really, really interesting. Um, and she also has a master of business in a degree and uh, she taught business classes at Skyline College. She um, facilitates a course in miracles at the Unity Spiritual Center in San Francisco, and she's certified in theta healing. Uh, so Please, if after you listen to this episode and you want to work with Terry, please reach out to her. Um, and she reached out to me to be on this show, which was the first time that's happened to me and really exciting and really cool. And um, yeah, I'm just excited for you to learn more about Terry and who she is and her story. I do want to offer a trigger warning before this episode because we do talk about mental abuse, physical abuse, and death. So um, I just want to make sure you know that before diving into this episode because I don't know what your lived experience is and I think you should have that <laughs> warning. So um Thank you for being here and uh, let's hop in to this beautiful conversation with Terry. Hi, Terry. Thank you so much for being here. I am just so excited to chat with you today on this episode of the show. Um, So you actually reached out to me on Instagram. You saw my content. I saw your content. We connected and you approached me about being on the show, which I thought was so wonderful. And I'm just really excited to talk to you more about what you do. So thank you for approaching me and thank you for being willing to have a conversation today. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for allowing me to share my message and my mission with your audience. I'm really, really honored and feel blessed. Awesome. Well, um, let's dive in. Let's just talk about who you are and what you do. So who are you and what do you do? Yeah. So my name is Terry Wade. I'm here in San Francisco in the Bay Area. And I'm a business and a spiritual life coach. I run an abundance mastermind. I really believe abundance is our birthright. And one of the joys of my heart is teaching A Course in Miracles, 
I love the book. I love the concepts. I've always been on this quest for truth. And so, uh, yeah, I hired like Lisa Nichols and Bob Proctor. I was always wondering, first of all, like why we're here, what our purpose is in life. And then also, you know, how do we become the person who achieves the successes that we desire? So I started off, I've been in business for about four years and it's been a little over a year full time in business. And so, yeah, it's, it's just been a really a fun journey. I think entrepreneurship really, you have to become the person. So I feel like I've grown so much as a person over the last couple of years and I just love helping people like my clients getting results just brings so much joy to my heart. And so what I help people do is really launch and grow their business, but in a really like spiritual, soulful manner where they're not stressed out and overworked. Cause I was like that when I first started. And I think it's because I was not aligned. I was hiring coaches. My first coach, I kind of wanted her to tell me what to do. I always right. knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And then when I hired her, you know, she's a business coach. I was like, yeah, so what do you think I could do? And so at the time I was doing marketing consulting because I got my MBA in marketing. So she was like, well, you can become a consultant in marketing. And I was like, okay. So I started doing that. And I think there's our path. There's no wrong turns. You just kind of pivot and, and you get right. right on the right path. So it was a perfect you know, like path for me at the time. But um, yeah, so as I did the marketing consulting and it didn't fill my heart, like just helping other people kind of grow their business. And I really wanted to like get into the person and, you know, as I evolved and learned and grew, then um, I started marketing and actually taught a business class at Skyline College. And what I realized was so many people, they had great ideas and they weren't executing on them. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what is this? And I felt like I was playing small too. I could have played a bigger game. And so then I got really into the mindset and I hired Bob Proctor and Lisa Nichols and Bob Proctor has this program thinking into results. And so it's saying our thoughts are creating our actions, basically like the vibrational state of being that we're in. So with the secret, they talk about the law of attraction and I love the law of attraction. All the other universal laws are so important to know and to work with, but he says before law of attraction, there's a law of vibration. So it's like the state of being that your body's in. So our thoughts that we're internalizing is going to cause us, you know, just because nothing's ever like solid, everything's, you know, constantly vibrating. So our bodies are vibrating we're emitting this frequency. And so when we line up with the frequency of our desires, it's like a radio station, like tuning in and you get that match. So, so interesting. So when you um, started doing this and when you had that moment, so you said you were um, in marketing and doing consulting after that. And so um, are you, so are you from the California area or are you from somewhere else? I, I grew up in California, so it's I went to UC Santa Cruz, so I'm very familiar with the Bay area. Um, And I was, I just wanted to know kind of like, where did you start off on this path of being more of like on an executive level and fell into this spirituality, um, kind of coaching or, or was that always a part of your life? Like what's your kind of backstory there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think the story is so important. So I definitely, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was like the little kid that sold mistletoe and lemonade. And I always <laughs> had that. And then I, I worked for my uncle who had his own restaurant. So I always worked for small business owners and I was like, wow, like learning the ins and outs. And I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. But yeah, I've been in the Bay area my whole life. And originally my dad was like, you're going to be a doctor when you're older. So I went in like undecided, but like pre-med, like bio. Uh, and I just didn't like blood and seeing people in pain. So I was like, that's not going to work. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like if you don't like that, then you're definitely not going to do that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And, and so um, 
you know, I was just really fascinated with the marketing aspect of what catches people's attention. So a lot more of the psychology behind the marketing. Um, And so with, and then I knew I wanted to start a business. uh, And at first I thought, oh, it's going to be able to make a lot of money for me. And I was like, yeah, just because you think business and finance um, and marketing. And then I realized that, uh, you know, if you're not fulfilled in your, in your heart's purpose, then you know, like the money doesn't even matter. And like when you're doing what you love and you're serving people, the money always comes. And so I think it's like finding the balance. So I guess you're asking me, um, how did I find spirituality? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't want to make sure I don't get too off topic. Um, I didn't grow up spiritual at all, like at all. And there was a point when I was an undergrad, I had a boyfriend and and so he's actually like abusive, like really abusive boyfriend, oh, wow. uh, so physically abusive and then started getting or mentally, yeah, mentally abusive and then started getting physically abusive. And oh, so gosh. I was at a really, really low moment. Yeah, it was, it was really, yeah, I, I was bullied when I was younger. So I had like low self-esteem and yeah, I, I had this plan actually to end my life when I was like eight years old. Oh my God. Really wow. crazy. I know like a little eight-year-old, but yeah, I was really bullied at the time. Uh, my dad was like overworking. I had these two stepsisters that were really like this whole Cinderella story. My mom was in rehab. Um, my dad would just kind of work all the time when I would try to approach him and he would just say, Oh, talk to your stepmom." But she was like cheating on him and just using him oh for my money. God. So I know it was just like such a crazy story. So I had like really low self-esteem and low self like worth at the time. And so I was in these, like this, this relationship, uh, where I was at a rock bottom and my friend was like, do you want to come to church with me? And I was like, I guess, you know, like what, what worse could happen? So I ended up going to church with her and it was just the most beautiful experience. Like I just, yeah, we're in the front. It was Hillsong because I was like the church in LA because I went to school at UC Riverside in undergrad. Mm, that's where and, my brother went. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's a great school. Uh, so then when I was there, I would just really felt the spirit. Um, and that wasn't actually the first time I felt the spirit, but it just, it was just like, like felt so good. So that's kind of like where my introduction to spirituality came like my foundation of spirituality, but my actual introduction was, so I had a boyfriend in, um, in high school, my senior year. Um, and then I went off to, to college and we, you know, we still like stayed together. We're trying to make it work. And then that summer he actually got murdered. And so when he was murdered, oh, uh, God. I know that's a, such a crazy story, but, but this is like, you know, part of like the path where I really want to empower people um, and should be an example and like lead by example. Um, and I've learned all these ways to just really be happy and joyous and you know fulfilled and, and helping empower others. Uh, but when he had passed away, I was so sad. And a couple of weeks later, I was like, I mean, I really just need a hug and I need like some comfort. And this is, I had no spiritual foundation. I thought we're just bodies that die. I had no like idea about any. <laughs> And, you know, I just thought like, we're just, I didn't really know anything about life. I just thought we're here and die. And then I felt the most warmest embrace. And I was like, oh my gosh, like there's something more than just this, this like body, this physical body. I feel like there's something bigger, you know, there's like a reason and there's like a connection that we have. And so that was kind of my introduction. And then, yeah, with that, that, um, second boyfriend that I had, um, the church kind of gave me the foundation. And so that's how I got into spirituality, but then I didn't get into spirituality coaching until more recently when I discovered the course in miracles and started, um, teaching it at unity in San Francisco, unity spiritual center. And so that book, like it just made so much sense to me and so much truth. And then that's when I decided, like, I want to help people with, like, I, mean, I want to help, you know, cause I, get, I'm, I have like MBA, I studied a lot of marketing so I can help people craft their business program, but I really want it to be something that's soul aligned for them. And that's really gonna, cause people think that they have to like 
do things that they don't want to do and they have to go to a job that they hate. And so I really just want to let people know that there's a better way. And I really believe we are creators made in the image of God. And I think when you have that foundation where like, I'm always, I'm so loved, I'm always guided and supported, then it just makes like life so much more joyful and like easier because you're, you're like, I'm not in this alone. Um, I, you know, and I can ask and it will be given to me. Um, kind of like Abraham Hicks says, I love her. And, you know, just in the Bible asking, you shall receive. Yeah. I think this is so interesting because I'm not, um, I, I teeter on spirituality myself. Um, but I'm not as in it as you are and your experience. And I'm wondering, um, what was the moment for you? Because you obviously shared and thank you so much for sharing, um, you shared a lot of trauma that you've been through and you've had traumatic events pop up in your life and you've turned to spirituality and maybe we're more noticing spirituality in your life and, and having that thread woven into your, your life and now your work. What was that moment? I knew you mentioned some classes that you attended and some, you know, just people you reached out to for resources. What was that moment when you decided to combine your business um, and spirituality into one? Like, what did that look like for you? Yeah, well, you know, it was a moment when I was in a Bob Proctor program and he always says like, we're spiritual beings, like having this human experience. And so I didn't think you could have spirituality in business for a while. I just thought they were totally separate. And then I realized as I, and I, tar- you know, I did a lot of target market research. And so I was asking people, um, I was just naturally talking about it. And then people, I was just like, why did you want to work with me or what brings you, you know, to my community on Facebook or Instagram. And they had mentioned, you know, I like that you have the cross between the business and spirituality and that you bring that into your business and what you do. And it's just like coming from like this foundation. So I guess an aha moment I'm trying to think is, um, you know, I think it's just fine. It's just like little breadcrumbs. I don't know if there's ever a big aha yeah. moment, but um, yeah, just like opening up myself to it. And like, I think, you know, where energy goes, retention goes, energy flows. And so right. I really started thinking, you know, like I, I'm, what am I passionate about? And I love, I just love, like, you know, my, my, you know, just talking to people about it, like, what do you think I'm good at? What do I, what have I helped you with? So I know my stepmom was like, you're really into spirituality and that really lights you up. So you should try to find something around that. And and then I also love business. And so I was like, how can I mesh the two? And then I find, just started finding out these amazing mentors that would just come into my life. Like I have this lady, the Mahima from the Mahima mindset, who she's a self-mastery coach and she, it's all about connecting to your soul. And so I just started finding out all these people that are doing things like that. Mm-hmm. And so just, yeah, like role modeling, I always say, you know, find a couple people that, you know, you look up to, or that are doing something similar to you. And then and, um, you know, using your own approach, you know, creating your own program around that. So really, I, at, yeah, yeah, I love that, um, concept of, and, and I think this is one of the reasons why I started this show is finding, um, people you can talk to, uh, as what you're saying, um, in a mentorship role or people who you can learn from and, you know, but creating your own voice and your own story around that. Uh, I think that is such a powerful thing to do in business and so, so important in your life in general, because no one has all the answers. And I think that's really, really important um, that we're always learning. And it sounds like you're very much a learner. Um, One thing I was just curious around was, you know, you're seeing people, obviously everyone has different beliefs. Everyone um, 
you know, has different forms of spirituality or religion, when you're working with people, what is exactly the spirituality that you're talking about? Like, what does that mean? In general, yeah, what, yeah, no, that's a what really, does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's such a really great question because, yeah, people, yeah, they they kind of like, yeah, are you, you know, are you Christian or are you, you know, Buddhist or like what's your like religion? And so for me, it's it's not a religion, um, it's more of just a connection to our spirit. And so that that's basically it. I do think all paths are necessary because people learn in a different way, just like all different coaches are necessary. Even though a lot of the coaches teach the same thing, a lot of re- the religions teach the same thing that, you know, there's a bigger purpose. There's, a, you know, someone that's looking out for us, you're loved, you're not alone. So it's kind of teaching the same. Um, yeah, I just believe all, all paths are necessary, but it's not like one different like we're not learning from anything in particular, right? But I do, right. yeah. But okay. I did learn the Bible, so I quote some of the Bible. Um, I put quote some of the Course in Miracles. Um, but yeah, so there's really there's no. It's just the relationship. That's like the most important thing. Yeah, having the relationship. Um, That's yeah. really Are you interesting. Spiritual, a spiritual person, would you say? Um, I am, and I'm not. I I think I am constantly questioning, which I think is a great thing to do in the world. Um, is just kind of question one's existence and the existence of why we're here and um, what we're doing in this world. Um, So yeah, I would say I ebb and flow and I definitely turn to various resources to tap into that. And I can definitely feel like presence and energies around me for sure. And um, I I dabble, I guess I should say, (laughs) but um, I was really, something you said that um, you know, you were saying you align with people no matter what their background is and and who they are spiritually. So I was wondering what your, like, what was your first client like? Like, how did you introduce yourself to someone in this like specialty? Because you said, you know, there's so many different coaches out there. There are so many different people. And uh, a prior guest on this show, Stephanie Vershow, she um, is a Theta healer and she does angel readings. And we talked about that with her. Um, but I am curious kind of what your experience was like when you with your first client and, um, you know, what do your clients look like? Yeah. Awesome. Um, I actually, I'm um, certified in theta healing too. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, I, I believe energy is everything. So it's so important to, um, tap in and understand energy. Um, my first client, what, well, so before, before I did the spiritual coaching, I was just a, a business coach, a business and life coach. I didn't have the spiritual life coach, um, until that's what I, those are the people I wanted to attract that are also spiritual, yeah. that, like abundant mindset. And they, you know, cause it, yeah, it just kind of a way of niching down, I guess. But, um, so the first client I got was actually, um, me starting my abundance mastermind was really where the spiritual coaching came in. And so, uh, at first I just helped people start and grow their businesses where it was mostly about visibility online, um, and creating programs to make you seem like the expert. So, um, the first person I worked with, um, he was a trade consultant and he was, is about a year and a half out of his job, um, at FedEx. And so he wanted to become like an expert or, you know, the go-to expert, the go-to consultant in all things trade. And so what we did was we created a bunch of videos for him. And then he had this academy 
and uh, yeah, just made himself, you know, the presence expert. And so he had a lot of master classes. And then, so that wasn't anything really spiritual, but from there, he got really great partnerships. He ended up getting his first $10,000 year. And he was like, yeah, without you and your coaching and the visibility, I wouldn't have gotten these big contracts with companies. So he just, yeah, do these like $10,000 contracts with, you know, trade companies. And so he was doing really well. So I was like, he was one of my very first clients. And then after that, um, it was more, more, yeah, just launching people's business. So it was really helping them okay. grow. Yeah. Or authors that wanted to grow. Um, yeah. And then the consulting was like, but yeah, once, once I got into the spirituality, it was really just the abundance program that I started. We just started doing like abundant mindset. And what does that mean to be abundant? And how do we tap into, you know, just the infinite resources of the world? How do we use our mind to create the life we really want to? Can and we so- talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Like, what does it mean to be abundant in your, like in your experiencing through your work? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think so. First of all, um, I think we, the foundation is just we have everything we need inside of us, like infinite wisdom, infinite love, like it all comes from inside of us. So that's why knowing yourself is so important, because it's like you want to be peaceful. You know, you, you can't look for anything ever outside of you. Like everything has to come from within. And, you know, and I made those mistakes, you know, trying to find happiness from another person or, you know, and then so it's like everything, once you really like who you are and everything you possibly need is inside you, then you're really abundant. But I think abundance is everything you could possibly imagine. So it's, yeah, like just health, financial freedom, you know, peace of mind, being happy, you know, having a relationship, if that's what you want. Like abundance is, you kind of create your own way of abundance. So I know I do these breakthrough sessions usually before I work with anybody uh, or, you know, in the mastermind, we did it as we were starting, but, you know, you really kind of come up with a life plan. And so what does that look like? So it's all the different you know areas of your life and you're like, okay, where am I now really assessing where am I now and what would make it a 10? And so then, you know, like in philanthropy, one of my clients, she was like, you know, I love feeding the homeless. And so I'm, I would love to, you know, maybe get like a thousand dollars to get, you know, to feed the homeless for the Christmas season. And then I, uh, or she, I think she said like 500, I'm like up it. And so she was like up it and she's like, Oh my God, can I really raise that much money? But anyways, it was just like, it's just like, whatever you want is, is the abundance. It's like, everything's possible. Like, so I believe like nothing's created or destroyed. So you, you could step into a new reality at any moment. So it's like, you get to create that abundant life of whatever that is for you. So I just yeah. believe anything's possible and you can have anything that you possibly want if you want a new home. And so I, I study, I just think I love the mind. I feel like, you know, this whole world is a thought world. Like before, you know, you came up with this podcast, you thought of it first, then you thought of it and you visualize, okay, what is the color? You know, I want it to be pink and I want, you know, so it's, everything's a thought. And so first you think it, and then it comes into reality. So it's like removing all the blocks that we've put to say, you know, I'm not good enough or, you know, I can't do that. I don't know anyone that's ever done that before. So it's like, it's like you're thinking in a new, so you're thinking as the person, like from the end goal, like you're starting to think as that person. So if I'm this, you know, like multimillionaire entrepreneur, then what do I do? So it's like, I'm definitely delegating, uh, you know, then, you know, I'm, I'm talking to clients, my calendars, you know, just booked, I'm efficient, I'm focusing. So it's just kind of like stepping into the person, that has the reality that you want. Yeah. And so, yeah, but, but the abundance is anything that you like, it's just, everything's possible. I think anything is possible. And we live in this like world where it's first seen in our head and then into reality. So just like whatever it looks like for you. And then like, you know, being patient and believing it can happen and then trusting. And then I just, yeah, I think when you're connected, you can be guided and led. So I know for me, I do a meditation practice and I just, I just get quiet. And then I, I feel like the right things always come to me. It's like really awesome. So for you, what um, have been some limiting beliefs that you've had 
that you've had to realize you actually have, you're living in this mindset of abundance and you actually have those things within you. What if some things that you've personally changed? Yeah. Well, you know, so when I, when I did work with Bob Proctor, I had two like goals, you know, so we had a goal card we wrote down and wrote, you know, just brought with us all the time. We had our goals on voice loop. And so, you know, so we're constantly hearing it and like, you know, all different ways. And so one of the things was I wanted to have a partner. So I had a, a boyfriend for six years that we're going to get married and the whole thing that didn't happen. And so I realized that like, I love Tony Robbins too. And he talks about like pe- pleasure and pain. And so I, I attached too much pain to like dating and having a relationship. And I realized that at first, but then, yeah, like, so I, I cleared all the blocks. I really focused on loving myself and vibrating in that loving space. And then, then I met the most beautiful partner that I'm with now. And so that was one of the things that I wanted to bring into my life that came forth. And then um, financially, um, yeah, so that was like a belief was like, you're going to get hurt if you trust and open yourself and be vulnerable. So that was like a limiting belief I had before you changed your energy towards that particular belief is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, then I got to bring in a beautiful love. And then uh, with finances, I actually used to think that having so much money was greedy because um, I, yeah, I love feeding the homeless. I, you know, I, I just, yeah, I feel so much for people that are, you know, without. And so I was like, wow, there's so many people that are on yachts and that are, you know, have multiple houses that they don't even live in. And then there's homeless people out here. So I thought it was kind of greedy for people for it to have a lot of money. And so that was definitely a limiting belief I had. And then I read this book, the four spiritual laws of tithing and, or not tithing, this were the four spiritual laws of prosperity. And the first one was uh, the first law is tithing. And so I never understood this before where you're giving 10%. And at first when I was at church, I'm like, man, they have the, the pastor's got a better car than me. Like, why am I giving 10%? And so, uh, you know, and then, and so I didn't get it. And then now after reading the book, I realized you're giving, and it doesn't have to be to a church. It's giving anything that's feeding you spiritually. Like if someone just gives you a beautiful, inspired idea that, you know, it felt like, wow, that really fed me. And I, I feel more expanded and a better, bigger person because of that, then you can give to that. So that's kind of where the tithing comes in. And it's just been such a beautiful practice in my life. And so I realized the more I have, the more I can give. So yeah. it's like, you know, just, I just, yeah. So I get to give and I'm like, who am I going to give to? And it just feels so good to give. And so I'm just like, wow, like the more I have, the more I can give. And then it's like, yeah. So I, now that belief is totally shattered and you realize like people are just going to like, you gotta, if you give a man a fish, then they're not going to, you know, eat for a day, but if you teach them how to fish. So it's like, you know, if they were to just give money to people, they would just spend it. It's like a lot of lottery winners are broke because they don't know how to manage money and they don't know how to make money. And so it's like, mm-hmm. even if you were to give people money, it's like, so I really, I want to empower people to do their, you know, and without, you know, me being able to get my own coaches. And so I just feel like money's an amazing thing to have. Right. And it's really empowering the people when I do the abundance mastermind, the ones that, um, that like paid in full and that were like fully committed, like they ended up getting better results. So it's like when you like invest in it, then it's like, you're just like uh, empowering yourself and you're believing in yourself and thinking you can make it happen. So it's like, it really a a great tool. I think this is really interesting. And I I want to talk to you about um, pleasing others because you had um, a mindset around money that you were greedy if you made more money, um, you were feeling at odds with relationships. And it feels like a lot of those things are around external factors from what you're talking about. And a lot of things that you work with your clients around are um, having to do with external factors. I know I'm a people pleaser and it's something that I 
work hard to uh, abolish in my life um, every single day. But I'm wondering, you know, where your work comes into play around reclaiming one's power and uh, not pleasing others in and kind of changing that programming we all have to oh, yeah. prove ourselves to others by pleasing, you know, our others before ourselves. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Well, I know my coach, Lisa Nichols, she says you have to fill up your own cup and then you give from your overflow. So once you realize that you're like, I need to be full. So it's like, I need to do my meditation, my run, my, you know, like, you know, so it's like, you just schedule in that time for yourself. And I've realized like, you know, it's, it's really like, when pe- people with bad energy, like they want to, I don't know, like, you know, just take my time or take, um, you know, or just put me down, like just in my inbox, sometimes I'll, I'll get people that you like with the coronavirus, if I was hanging out, like they're like, had all these things to say, but I'm like, we didn't know that we all got tested before you just go quick to judge or something. Mm. But, um, yeah. So I think it's just like, yeah, just filling up your own cup and then not letting like anything negative um, around you. Like, I think I used to be a people pleaser. And then I guess I went in a podcast, the global phenomenon I was on, she asked me if I was a people pleaser, because when you, you were bullied when you're younger, I guess it's kind of a trait that that happens is, is that you, you want to like seek for approval from people. And so you become like a people pleaser. And so, um, I'm sorry, what was the question again? (laughs) Oh, just how have you changed that within yourself? And then how have you helped others, you know, flip that switch? Yeah. So I think it's when you focus on self-love, like that's one of the things I have, like the seven step formula and self-love is one of the biggest things, because when you love yourself, then you don't put up with that and you love yourself and you're going to put your needs first. Um, it's just like you put on the oxygen mask for yourself first, but when, when it's like you develop a deep, deep sense of love for yourself, you don't feel like I need to prove anything to anybody or, you know, it's like the right people will be there. And so I think that's kind of the, the foundation for me is like, just having a deep sense of self-love mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I worked on not really caring what people think. And I think everyone's a, a mirror reflection of us. Like, and of course, in Miracles, it says that there's just one, like, you know, one, really, there's just like one of us. And so we're all kind of the same. Like, it's really a crazy concept. But um, yeah, so like anything you do to another, you're doing to yourself. And so um, well, that's such a great concept. Everything you're doing to somebody else, you're doing to yourself. That is really, really powerful. Um I really wanted to talk to you about female allyship because you are obviously somebody that seeks information um, from what you were saying. And you really, it seems like you really love to learn about these things and implement them in your life. Um, do you have any female allies uh, that have helped you in this journey with your business and helped you in your spirituality? I know you spoke of some people who invited you to go to church or um, you know, some courses that you've taken. Who are female allies in your life and how have they impacted you? Yeah, you know, it, it's so important to have a really powerful community like, around you and that you're just raising your own energy and your own vibration. So the allies that I've had is, yeah, so the Mahima from the Mahima Mindset is definitely one. And I met her at a Lisa Nichols event. We were both, um, you know, had done like a v, the VIP day uh, before the event. And so we had met each other and she just had amazing energy. She was just in the front of the stage dancing. And I was like, I need to be friends with her. You know, like, I just love her energy. I love what she's exuding. She just, you know, was wearing a beautiful outfit. I was like, she's definitely want to be um, someone I want to hang around. And she's been doing so well. So I, I think it's she, four years ago, she started her business and now she's, yeah, makes like $2.2 million in her business because she started doing meditation, making $39,000 a year. And then she really focused on self mastery and that's what she teaches for other people. So I think it's just so important just watching her and just seeing like what she's doing and how she's doing it. And she just tells me to get really 
you know, clear on pricing product showing up. Like, so um, yeah, she's definitely been so helpful to me and just like watching her and what she does. Like she just did this, um, you know, she does like, you know, her two hour webinar to her three day event and then her one year mentorship program. And so watching her, it's just like, she's, yeah, it's just like a beautiful dance. And so she's definitely one of my, <laughs> she's definitely one of my, um, yeah, like my biggest like mentors that I look up to. I love that so much. And, um, I love that you said watching her is like a beautiful dance. I think that is so, that paints such a gorgeous picture of someone who you look up to. I think that is just such a beautiful way to describe someone. I hope we can all aspire to be described in that way. Um, something I'm curious about is you said when people start to work with you, they, um, you initially have like an assessment and you like, kind of do a, like a life plan, I think you said. So what does it look like when somebody starts to work with you? How does that process start? Yeah. So we really figure out in all the areas of your life. So business, finance, spirituality, relationships, um, just kind of like hobbies, learning, like just all the different areas of your life. Um, I think I have, yeah, about like 10. And then we just go through them and just say like, where are you now? Like just getting really real and authentic with ourselves. Um, and then where do you want to be? And then, then who do you need to become to, you know, have that kind of life? And then what limiting beliefs are in your way? And so a lot of the limiting beliefs are from when we're like, it's like 10 and under. So something happened a lot of times when you're like really young that made you feel like it's not okay to be seen or you can't be confident or, you know, not asking for the sale or whatever it is like, or, you know, you know like maybe being in a relationship. So, um, yeah, there's just the, the limiting beliefs. So we just like dig and dig and dig and, um, into like, when was the time where you felt like it was not okay to be seen? Or when was the time that you felt what you had to say didn't matter? Or when was the time you felt? So we just like really dig in there. So then it's like, once you can remove all those blocks and then, you know, it takes time and then we do affirmations and come up with a mantra. And then, um, yeah, it just, it is really about like who, what does that person look like? Um, and then one habit at a time, like changing it. So you're like, okay, if I got up earlier, then I'd have time to meditate and go for a run, make a green smoothie, you know? So it's just like, but not all at the same time, you just kind of focus on one, but then, uh, yeah, it's like, what does that person wear? How does that person do their hair, their makeup? Um, you know, what does their relationships look like and how do you want, so yeah, one of the ladies, it's, she's doing so well, I'm really proud of her. But when she first started, she was like thinking about ending her relationship relationship and now she's like oh my god I want to get married to him and like I love him <laughs> and it was just it was just really fun because um she realized you know she was kind of projecting and she was like he's actually really you know and he's like cooking for her now and maybe he did that before but like she didn't just didn't appreciate it but um yeah she she was just like projecting her limiting beliefs on him yeah. of about relationships, about what he should be doing or what about, you know, or like maybe she, she thought like he was holding him down in some way, but now she's not looking for outside like validation or motivation. Like she's really like finding that within herself and then finding that everything else like around her is like lining up really perfect. That's so interesting. What is, I mean, that moment sounds so rewarding for you as a coach. Um, and as a person who is very spiritually inclined, what, what is the most rewarding part? about your role as a coach? Yeah. You know, hearing that, um, you know, like because of you, I didn't give up or I didn't think it was possible. Um, you know, so yeah, another lady, she started an online program and so she quit her job and then, then started coaching. And then right away, she got three people interested in working with her. She got two clients like paid, the other one was pending. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, they, they're living out the life that they always wanted to live. And they had it within them. It's nothing about me. I'm just kind of like the vessel that's like guiding them and motivating them. Like you can do it. But yeah, when they have that and then you're so thankful, 
And, you know, cause I feel like, yeah, when I was like that young person who was bullied, um, I actually just did this hidden discover your hidden story with Connie Benjamin. She's like the master like interviewer to discover oh. what that hidden story is. So it was really interesting. And, uh, she found out, so there was like this pivotal moment when I was younger that, um, I was, I was bullied and I think I'd mentioned that. And then, uh, my stepmom's brother, he came to stay with us for a week and that week, like he saw what was happening. And so he was like, Terry, like, come sit on the couch with me, like, and we're going to watch them work. And like, you guys are going to work and, and we're just going to like sit back and relax and like, let me get you a drink. And so he was just like, so sweet. Um, and then I was like, that's because, so at the time, yeah, there was this, this one time with my stepsisters, like we had this play closet and we would have like, you know, our snacks and everything. One time it got so dirty. There was like maggots and flies and oh, wow. all the critters, the, the most disgusting thing. And then like, I had to clean it. Like, and so otherwise, like they would tell me or they'd gang up on me or, you know, it was just like, I, I just felt like I was just totally the Cinderella story. So I had to clean it up. And I was just like, why? Like, why? like this is like, like, you know, cause it like had to get cleaned. And anyways, right. so and then, yeah. So then for him to like, you know, like see me and like, you know, my voice mattered, I mattered. Like, you know, he's kind of like this like hero that stopped the bullying. And so, um, well, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it's so I kind of feel like I have a lot of like that blocked in my my memory, but I feel like, yeah, that was the where I was like, wow, like I want to be that for other people. So when other people are like getting out of bad relationships or getting out of bad jobs and then like now, you know, because we like we work together, they realize like, I don't have to do that. I can live happy and I can live at peace and I can do what I love. And then they're like, just thanking me for that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I love that so much. And I think it's really important. Thank you so much for being so honest and sharing your experiences. I think it really matters for others who have been in similar situations and who have, um, you know, had family dynamics that have been really hard and have had people who've been on the outside looking in come and help. I think that there are people who can relate or there are people who maybe don't have that experience and know that there are people who want to bring them to the couch, sit them down and have them see, you know, there's a different way of going about things. Um, And it it is really beautiful that you want to be that person for other people. And um, I commend you for holding space for other people in that way, because that also is really challenging. So kind of in line with that, how do you protect your energy when you're hearing about people's experiences or things that can be triggering or traumatic for you? How do you protect your own energy? Mm, that's a good question. Um, well, I, I really don't believe anything's ever like, so like in A Course in Miracles, it says like only love is real. And so anything unloving doesn't even exist except like a thought in our mind that we're you know, projecting. So anyways, like when people say it, I just like, I listen, uh, but I, I don't internalize it because I know that, you know, like we're really just made in the image of God. And a lot of times, like the things that are happening to, I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of like really bad things that have happened in the world that I definitely don't condone, but, um, you know, it's like, how can you see it differently where you're not being brought down by it? So I really, you know, like, I don't, I just don't really like, maybe I'll change this, this subject to something more empowering, but I mean, I, I love when people just you know, share with me whatever they're going through, but I don't, I just don't really like let people's like get me down too much. I know like my boyfriend, he's a a cop. And so sometimes he'll have like negative things. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, let him vent, but I don't know. I just don't really like let it like get to me or get me down or I'll change the subject. Like what was something great that happened today? You know, and then you're grounded in yourself enough to not have that seep into you 
you mm-hmm. have that affirming belief that you mentioned of everything being grounded in love. Yeah. And I think everything's always working out for our good at all times. Um, so what a great positive affirmation. Everything's working out for our good at, at all times. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I use it a lot. And so it's like when something seems to be, do, you know, going bad, but it's just a good, ener- you know, vibration to be in and to admit, just like when, you know, you, I don't know, say like you, you, I don't know. I really think like just everything's possible. Like you might hit all these green lights or if you're in a bad mood, maybe you just hit all these red lights. Like, I just think like that energy you exude is, is what's going to just kind of be attracted to you. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah, I always try to just keep like a positive energy. And then it's like, oh, you know, you get like thrown an extra cookie or I don't know, like it just like all these like great things just like start happening and manifesting um, in your life. And you're just like in that high vibe like state of being. I love that so much. So on, um, uh, on that note, what's the best extra cookie you've ever been given? Like what is like the best thing, you know, through having this positive energy um, and through this shifting your mindset that you've really ever received from this? Mm. Um, that's a good question. The best extra cookie I like that. Um, well, you know, so my mom actually just passed away, um, oh, so about six months ago. Yeah. You, you know, I appreciate that. Uh, and she, um, so I had like these, these coaches that I've worked with in the past, uh, you know, and paid, you know, like $5,000, like just lots of money, even my, my friend Mahima from the Mahima mindset. Um, so like they, they were just kind of giving me these amazing programs. Um, so yeah, Mahima, she just wanted me in her community like from, you know, pretty, pretty often, like we right after we like kind of met and worked together when she, cause she's from Switzerland and then she came here. So I helped her event. Then she just kind of onboarded me into the community, which was like so awesome. Cause hers, yeah, you know, packages are like tens of thousands of dollars. So um, I think, you know, just me being in this energy and I, you know, I really have energy of service and, and I just bring, you know, the best of me to whatever I'm doing. And so um, yeah, getting these, like these mentorship programs. Yeah. Cause I just love learning. So I think yeah, the yeah, best you definitely seem that way. You seem like you really love absorbing all of this information. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, most recently is like my, one of my older coaches, um, gifted me like to go through the, her program again. So that was a beautiful extra cookie. Um, and that was, yeah, right after my mom passed, she was like, I want you to, cause I told her my mom was like my biggest cheerleader and she believed in me so much. And, and as her, as my coach, she, um, yeah, she was like one time on our very first session, she's like, look at me. And I was like looking on Zoom and it was like so pretty near. I was like, they're looking there, they're looking here. <laughs> and so then, uh, Where do she, I look? Yeah, she was like, look in my eyes. And she was like, I believe in you and I know you can do anything. And like, you are going to do it. You got this. And so she was just like, after my mom, she was like my second biggest believer. And so it was really sweet for her to offer that. So that was probably like the best cookie um, in that sense. Yeah. How healing and lovely for you to hear that when you really, really needed it. That's super beautiful. And again, it sounds like a wonderful, beautiful female ally that Mm -hmm. was there for you when you needed it. Um, if someone, I know we're coming where it's wild, we're actually coming to the end of our interview, but, um, is there someone or sorry, back up? How can someone work with you if they're interested in working with you? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I have the mastermind program that I absolutely love. I launched that a couple of times a year and then I do one-on-one coaching as well. So you could find me at terrywade.com and then that'll lead you to my Instagram, uh, the lady entrepreneur society, which is so much fun. I, yeah, I love the Instagram. And then I have a Facebook group, um, just Facebook groups slash lady entrepreneur. Beautiful. And then for somebody listening who is not really attuned to spirituality, it's not really like 
would never, ever think about like hiring a spiritual coach or anything like that. What, um, can you say, but, but maybe they're feeling like stuck in certain ways and they need a little bit of like a boost in that extra cookie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) what can you say to them, um, you know, about working with a coach in general, that would be helpful for someone to know. Yeah. Why well, was saying if you have like really big goals that you haven't accomplished yet, then it, you definitely want to hire someone because everyone that wants to accomplish anything like big has a coach. Like we're not, we're not born knowing all of these things. And we, I do believe we have that internal wisdom within us, but it's like to constantly, you know, bounce ideas off someone to get that accountability. And then just to, yeah, just stay in the vibration of action. Someone's got your back. You're not doing this alone. And then for spirituality, I would just say, get really quiet because that's when you can, you're at the most, you can just find the peace now. You can find that love now and you can find the joy in the now moment. Cause I really believe all there is is, is now. So I, I would say do meditation, but not everyone's really likes to meditate, but you can do meditation in the form of going for a run or gardening, just kind of quieting your mind and, and not really letting the egoic monkey mind thoughts go and just getting quiet and, and realizing like you're just alive and, um, mm-hmm. You know, and then you think and what a I, gift that is. Yeah, it's like such a beautiful yeah. gift. And, and then just thinking, um, you know, so if you don't have any kind of spirituality, when you're in the quietness and you realize the thoughts are coming and going, like who is observing the thoughts? So it's like you are that presence that is observing the thoughts. Or so then it's like then you can realize like, wow, that that you know, I am like there's that me, and then there's like this body, but like there's that I am presence, like that is the spirit. And then when you really, the more connected you get, then you just start getting guidance and you just like start developing like a deep sense of love for yourself and really everybody else. And so, yeah, that's what I would say. If you want to get in touch, like with spirit, I love that so much just sitting and being quiet, how rare it is these days that we actually take time to be in silence. I know that's something I have to work on for sure. I mean, so many people were constantly in the noise. So I really appreciate you saying that and adding that to anyone who would be curious about spirituality and working with a coach. And I think that is, I mean, one thing that I feel like you have really identified in yourself and, you know, in working with others is people um, need a sense of community and maybe they don't have a community in which they can be very vulnerable with and, you know, express that vulnerability and have those goals in in alignment and, you know, feel those vibrations that you're talking about. Um, As we're wrapping up, is there anything else that you might want to add to what you do in your work and, and anything that you want people to walk away from with this conversation? Yeah, I just want people to really understand that, like, we are made in the image of God. We are creators. We can create anything we want. Like, our essence is just pure love, pure peace, and pure joy. And so if you're not feeling that, then really just find your center, find your, your spirit, and get connected because we are meant to live happy and joyful. And if you're not, then really, really doing an assessment on your life and what your thoughts are, what you know, you are grateful for shifting back to gratitude. And then, yeah, you know, just realizing you really can do whatever you want. If you're in a job you're not happy with, then you can quit and there's other jobs. If you are in a business uh, and it's, you know, you need the help, then yeah, start delegating, you know, get a coach um, and really, yeah, like just love your life. And if you're not loving it, then, you know, just change, make a change because like we're really meant to just be love, exude love, expand in love. And so I just want everyone to know that. There's a better way. Yeah. 
No, I think that's a beautiful uh, end to, to this conversation. And thank you so much for, you know, helping everyone understand your journey and the love you have for learning and spirituality and how you're embracing that and helping others embrace that. I think it's really special. And, uh, I thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing your story with everyone too. I think that is just so courageous of you. And, um, I really, really enjoyed getting to know you through this conversation, Terry. So thank you so much for your time and being on the show. Oh, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. 